0: Welcome to new uh, what is this show called? Hey everybody, welcome to new dad, newer dad. I am Eric Smith. Oh, it's episode sixty-three. Man, I suck tonight. Here's always with helicopter Dustin Lopez. Dustin, how are you? I'm, I'm embracing my new name. Ooh, I need to. Never mind. I'm not even gonna tell you. I'm just gonna do it later. Oh, thank, thanks a lot for not cloning me in. What's happening? Not much. Um, how are you? Oh, well, you know, just uh, feeling really sad about the world. Or really not the world, America. Yeah, me too. That that was hard to watch. It was so disheartening. And I I told June, I'm like, I can't believe I brought children into this world. Yeah, I've been feeling that for the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, that was one of the first things that we talked about. Yeah. And that was about like... Uh, like just the the world not being around in whatever thirty to sixty years.
1: Yeah, I um I had to fill out a questionnaire for our studio manager, and she said, "What is your biggest fear?" And I said, "The end of the world." Yeah, which is that's my, that's rapidly approaching.
0: It feels like, um, it sometimes,
1: doesn't it? But I feel like that's with every generation. Like I feel like every generation <laughs> feels like World War II. You know, you felt like it was the end of the world you know
0: our, a, our, uh, dude, our clock, our like clock is good. literally ticking
1: no that's what every single generation has not said like and i'm not saying
0: that you're wrong we I'm have we have so much more science now and we know how things are being destroyed you, you saw that that clock that that company put up right yes on the where is that in new york or is that somewhere else i think it's new york it's like seven years and something that we have to to turn it around Yes. We're basically effed. Well, we're definitely effed already, but the point is taken. Um, But yeah, just watching the debate last night was like, my God.
1: You know know why I I feel like to a certain extent science is eventually going to catch up to climate change is because the same thing was said about plastic. We said, oh, well, plastic, you know, plastic, plastic. I don't know if you saw this, but recently um, there was an article about how Plastic, um, there's an enzyme that eats the plastic like six times faster. um, Super enzyme speeds up breakdown of plastic. And so basically, you know, the biggest problem with plastic is that it's just there forever. And not literally forever, but it takes a very long time for plastic to, you know, disintegrate. And... Um, or whatever the technical term is. And now they have this new super enzyme. It eats plastic bottles six times faster. Like that's, you know, a really good step in the right direction because of science, right? So who's to say the same thing can't happen for climate change or whatever it is, Uh by the way, have you ever thought about if they find people living under the surface of Mars no, I haven't thought about that because it's kind of like a like a matrix, something or other. You know,
0: maybe the planet. Oh, was destroyed like it was point. destroyed by robots, but yeah. there's no absolutely no sign of those robots at all. But the people yeah. are still under the earth, right? The, because they
1: they found water under there, like huge lakes of water. So it's possible.
0: So you think Just Lawrence, Fi-
1: Lawrence Fishburne's down there?
0: Yes, that's
1: where he came from. You said something there, and then I, I Googled something or something. I forget what I was looking at. Yeah, I've, I feel the end of the world is coming, too. That's
0: mm-hmm. how I feel all the time, though. So d- did you did you watch the debate? Did you put yourself through that last night? Yeah, of course I did. I, it was like something that I really wanted to turn off the whole time. The whole time. The whole time, but I was like, I don't want I was, to be left out of the loop. <laughs> I was pacing around the house. I felt like I was having an anxiety attack. I was like, why? Why am I doing this to myself? It's like, it's like, it's like
1: if you know that, it's like that moment in Home Alone where he's watching the paint can come towards him Mm -hmm. and it's going to hit him in the head and he knows it is and he just doesn't get out of the way. That's how I felt about it. Yeah. And then there was that moment when, um, And again, I don't want to be like too political or anything, but like, I just felt like even my like very, very Republican family was like, yeah, he probably shouldn't have said that about Joe Biden's son. Like, yeah, probably a bad idea. Like it was really bad. I just can't. I don't know. I don't, I, I have no words, Eric. I have no
0: words. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you know, as bad as as he was, it's like we we couldn't like the other side and I don't even know why I'm saying we, but I'm just like the other side couldn't come up with a better opponent for this guy. Like I I know he's all we got, but
1: well, I I do somebody had pointed out last night that um like Bernie Sanders would be a better um a better <clears throat> choice cuz he would have at least like you know, been a formidable opponent.
0: Mm-hmm. um but i don't i mean was, like he it, that kind of made sense to me actually he literally reminded me of like my grandpa when my grandpa was you know super old and like every time he, you would have the camera on him and he wasn't saying anything his bottom lip was shaking yeah like and like he it's just the dude's 77 years old what why are we putting 70 year olds our, in charge our, of the country isn't Trump 77 He's or 74 Trump. are you
1: sure yeah Oh. I guess what I just, what a difference three years makes
0: right. Since someone played some clips from the Romney um, Obama debates, yeah, and like how they would just go back and forth like like you're supposed to do, and everybody yeah. was being like very articulate and like laying out plans and stuff. yeah, like man, we never knew what we had, you know until until we get this. I felt, like, that way about COVID
1: because, like, um, not to change gears or anything, but it was, like, <laughs> I was looking at photos the other day from 2019. I was, like, oh, God, that feels so long ago. <laughs> and It's, like, me interacting with people and, like, being around, like, other people and family stuff. It's, like, gosh. I mean, January yeah. feels like it was a long time ago. Yeah, it feels like a really, like, a foreign time, you know? So... Anyway, what's been going
0: on at home? More, more IKEA stuff. More IKEA stuff. Yeah, we we put in a some uh, like a built-in thing for the mudroom. Uh, June had gone a couple weeks ago to IKEA, and she got the wrong stuff. So then I had to go back to IKEA this past Saturday to get mm. the right stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The right stuff. Oh mm. oh 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 oh. But it looks good. So. That's great. Everything in your house looks good and jelly. It's not true. You should see it right now. It's disgusting.
1: Well, it's it's starting to be wedding season. You can't judge an, a wedding vendor during wedding season. Yeah, in October. In October. That's just a rule. Did we ever get <laughs> um Rory's uh
0: Venmo or something? I don't think we got Rory's Venmo.
1: Rory, if get... you're listening, you need to give us your Venmo.
0: He's not. It's like uh, middle of the night there.
1: No, I not not saying live. I'm saying when. Well, I mean, we we are
0: live in the Facebook, so we you know, maybe he's a uh, it's, maybe he's a night owl. Night owl. Speaking of night owls, you went to the zoo this week. <laughs> I did. I spent five and a half hours there. <laughs> yeah, that's a good trip,
1: dude. It went. It might have even been six. Like I don't. Yeah, which probably like more like six. I just I, we lost track of time. We ate, ate lunch in the middle of all of it. By the way. For anybody that lives in northeast Ohio, like this is going to resonate, nobody else will understand this, but there is a sandwich shop that I love going to and there's a location at the zoo of the same sandwich locate uh, sandwich shop, but I will tell you the the version at the zoo is so much worse than every other location I've ever been of at. Of course like, it the is. The bread is different, the the size of the sandwich is different the everything dude i
0: won't even get the mcdonald's at the zoo what do you Do you just bring your own food yeah we get i mean because we're there like max three hours so i usually go first thing in the morning
1: yeah that's what we I'm ended up doing
0: zoo professional so I, we get there like right when it opens where do you do you go left or right what do you mean when you Oh, it's, what's our um like plan of attack yeah do you go the same same way every time Yes, we go. So we go past the elephants. So you go left. Not a hard left. Yeah. Soft, soft left through left. the middle. Yeah. Um, and we go past the koalas and we go up the trail to the primates and cats. Except oh, wow. it's not that really cats lot. anymore. Um, no, because everything else after that is so much easier. And Bo likes the grill is the best. So we get up there, we go through there, and then head back down. And then we go left again. We we skip the Australian part. We rarely go through the Australian stuff. Um. And then we go left again, over to the. That's No, I, I keep them away from the train because it's too hard when I have. If I'm there and I have all the kids. Yeah, it's impossible. If I had just Bo, it would be possible. Or if I had just Bo and Quinn, it would be possible. But usually, it's me, at least Bo and Quinn, and the wagon.
1: Yeah, do you ever do you ever like go and do like something with just one of your kids?
0: Um, I have.
1: Yeah. You with, sounded disappointed when you with, said that or something. With
0: yeah, no, I mean I'd like to do it more, but there's not that much opportunity to do it. I think making
1: opportunities once in a while to have one-on-one time with one of your children is really
0: important. Mhm. Yeah, it's just that we I mean, we have so little free time.
1: Yeah, no, i we're get it.
0: We're, we're both available. That uh, it makes it really difficult. But yeah. I like it when I get to spend time with just Bo, it's nice. Yeah, or or one or, of the other kids. Or <laughs> Quinn, yeah. I mean, yeah, cool, because well, I haven't done it with Quinn yet. So um, um Mandy and our patron group had a question about the zoo. Um, yeah, I noticed that. She said, "What's the kid's favorite animal?" I already said bows is the uh, gorillas, and she said, "Does your zoo have sloths?" And she needs to plan a trip to Ohio if she does, or if we do, because Nashville doesn't have sloths.
1: I didn't know the, Mandy was in Nashville. I yeah, I did. maybe I did. Yeah. I does did. um? Well, what's does Mateo have a favorite? Um, well, we just found out the favorite animal of Mateo's, which was amazing because everybody goes left. And this is the reason why I was asking. We went right. And I said to Melissa, we started walking left. and I was like, it looks like everybody's going left. Let's go right. So we went to the rhinos first. Mm-hmm. No one was there. Legit, like no one was there. Mm-hmm. And so we got kind of like up and around and in by the medical facility. Yeah. And we were legitimately like two feet from a rhino. Mm-hmm. It came right up against us and then yep. whizzed all over the place and then ended up like, going back. But for like five or ten minutes, he was just, she was, this, this rhino, was she was just
0: chilling there. Mm. The rhino, the, the bigger part of that exhibit is brand new. Yeah. No, I know. It's nice. It's really nice.
1: You know, I didn't know this about the Cleveland Zoo, but they euthanized their last polar bear in 2013. It's been seven years. Yeah, they haven't had polar bears for a long time. I clearly do not remember that because I thought the last couple times I was there, I was seeing polar bears, and apparently mm-hmm. not.
0: No. So
1: that was sad. That was I really thought sad. I
0: I figured it was even longer than that, but I guess I haven't. I mean, before Boa, that was wasn't such really a cool going exhibit. On. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And now it's just a monkey in, in, or something. Mm, no, back by the polar bears are, is, is now where the grizzly bears and the brown bears are. No. hmm No. What are you talking about? No, the,
1: the, the polar bear was all the way at the top by the primates. That's
0: where it used to be. No, no it wasn't. It was right by the seals. Because you would, you would feed the seals and then you could look over and then the, the polar bears were swimming also. No. Okay.
1: I'll prove this to you later. Um, but rhinos ended up being his favorite animal. So I was, um, Melissa ended up getting him a, a rhino from the gift shop.
0: Mm.
1: Are you looking this up while we speak?
0: Yep. Oh, Cleveland Metro Park Zoo sent its only male polar bear to Cincinnati Zoo in hopes he'll mate with two females there. This was July 26, 2020. Oh, July twenty seventh, twenty twenty, polar bear dies. Oh no! Alcor died Monday night on his way to the Cleveland Zoo. Oh, how come I've never heard of this? Oh no! A lot of stress to put on an animal to move them from a zoo to a zoo. A sad development: to save a seven-year-old polar bear's life, Alcor died. He was on the way to the zoo to get post-op care. Oh, that's a bummer. This is a very short story. Jesus. Um, no, but I'll figure that out. Uh, and the Cleveland Zoo does have sloths. They move the sloths around quite a bit. And sloths are one of my favorite, but they are like super underwhelming at the zoo. Because they're rarely moving or doing anything. And they just look like a ball of fur attached to a tree.
1: Yep can we just talk about the idea of movement from the animals and how like that's supposed to be more exciting? You mean that's, I mean, that's what you're going to see. Yeah. Like most of the animals are like just
0: chilling most of the time. Mm -hmm. That's why I go early in the morning. I find that they're doing a lot of feeding early in the morning. Yeah. Like we got one time we were up in the, uh, the new, the um, Asian highlands yeah, with the snow leopards, and they had just thrown in some frozen rabbits, mm. and he was sitting immediately in front of the glass, just munching on a frozen rabbit. Wow, it was awesome. And I put Bo up on the the bench, just like inches away from him, just destroying a rabbit. It was great.
1: I um don't know if you're gonna be able to see this, but this was the uh, grizzly. It's <clears throat> a good one.
0: Yeah. And they're they're not often out like that.
1: Yeah, he was just he was drinking water with his paw. It was really kind of neat. And then it, then I don't know if you're familiar with that exhibit, you know, a whole ton. But he went up the ledge, and he started um, he started peeing in the water while the other one came down and started drinking it. Nice. It was really kind of gross.
0: <laughs> um, the Columbus, whose grizzly bear. Enclosure is crazy because there's like two spots where there's glass and they, they most of the time are right up against it. It's insane. Wow. Um, but yeah, so Mandy, you should definitely plan a trip up, but what you should do is just hit every zoo on the way, which is Cincinnati, Columbus, and Cleveland. Cause they're all like, they're all very well-respected zoos. They have a ton of stuff. And like Fiona, the hippo is at Cincinnati. Um, Columbus is a Jack Hanna zoo and it's huge and we have a great zoo too. Um, but sloths, yeah, sloths are very underwhelming at zoos. Um, one thing that I want to do, like, I don't know if you would say it's on my bucket list, but go to Costa Rica to one of the sloth, um, rescues and just stay there for like a week, helping out with the sloths would be pretty awesome.
1: um, (sighs) <sighs> <clears throat> let me let you know about something. If you ever overpay for something at the zoo, I had cash on me and I didn't want any coin change back. And it was like 75 cents or something that they were going to give me back. And the girl says, do you want to donate it to one of the animals?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I thought that was really cool. Yeah.
0: They, they let you pick. Yeah. And they, well, they used to do the chips when you'd come into the zoo. I don't think they're doing them during COVID. Where you they give you a chip when you enter the thing for the kid to put into a slot for one of the like one of like six animals in that little pavilion when you walk in, yeah.
1: Oh, now I understand.
0: And that's for, but that's for like preservation of animals in the wild.
1: Yeah, no, I I um I recall that we changed a diaper at that um area there because we didn't feel like going to the bathroom, um. Anyway, enough about the zoo. Um, I noticed something between yesterday and today uh, that I'd like to talk about with you. Um, since I am Helicopter Dustin, I'm beginning to learn more about myself as a parent. thought I would get yep. your opinion on this. Okay. Um, so I'm, uh, what, I'm what a lot of people would like to call um, an introverted extrovert. So I have the ability to be an extrovert when put into a particular situation uh, mostly, uh, introverted extroverts, uh, do this, um, for, you know, self gain or, or employment or, or some sort of, you know, vested interest, um, where they, you know, kind of go outside of themselves because they feel like there's some sort of reward out of it. And, um, so that's always playing in, in my psyche, but I would really, I'm the type of person that would, uh, really prefer to be at home and really not see anybody or do anything. And, um, and so uh, I was thinking to myself about uh, at the zoo yesterday and uh, Mateo sees all these kids, he's running over to them, you know, COVID plays a lot to do with it, but I'm always being helicopter Dustin, right? Mm-hmm. Well, today he had a friend over and one of Melissa's friends brought her daughter over. They're relatively the same age and they were having so much fun running around the house together. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen that. I've never seen Mateo. I mean, cause you know, covid and winter and everything like that like i've never seen mateo interact with another child where they're running and playing and having fun and talking to one another and it was like one of the most joyous experiences i've ever had in my entire life ever like i was just smiling from ear to ear the whole time i was cooking dinner Mm -hmm. and it like it it like hit me that i'm like this introverted extrovert and I had I I still can't figure out a way to Google this because like I don't know what the right question is to ask, but like what I don't want to have happen is my introvertedness to affect how he is. Like if he's an extrovert, I don't want to like you know push down his extrovertedness mm-hmm. uh because I'm an introvert. You know what I mean? And I feel like as a helicopter parent, like A, I'm trying to get away from that, trying to become more of a panda parent, right? But that's difficult and it's not always going to happen. And I realized that, but I need to also further the point that like, hey, if he's, you know, out and having fun and I feel like he's being weird or I feel like he's, you know, doing something that, I you know, I wouldn't necessarily do myself, you know, that's okay because that's who he is. And I I shouldn't try to like change him or like be controlling him or anything like that. And so what I Googled, uh, I came up on this. Um, this article that was Five Strategies to Help Introvert Parents Maintain Their Sanity and um, it was like I'm trying to help Mateo so it's not really about me but it was like everything that was on this list was like oh my gosh this is like absolutely amazing so if you're an introvert and you have a kid and no matter what that kid's like they could be an introvert an extrovert, introverted extrovert, I don't care but um, five tips I just wanted to give everybody that I thought were like absolutely amazing um, first thing, wake up an hour earlier. And that's going to basically allow you to have that hour of you time where there isn't, you know, any noise happening, you know, it's peaceful introspection. And this is something that my mom's done for her whole life, basically. Um, and I've never really kind of taken that in and like used that. The second thing, host a play date. Um, and it says that might be counterintuitive, but today was a great example of that. Like it makes, it like puts the onus on Mateo as opposed to me. And um, it takes pressure off of him as well. And so that was the third, uh, second thing. Third thing, schedule independent quiet play. Uh, fourth thing, catch a break. Um, and then fifth thing, implement a consistent bedtime routine, or an early bedtime routine. And um, so anyway, my whole point in this is something to be thoughtful of, you know, how I affect that and how I don't want to do that because I can be a controlling a-hole sometimes and I don't want to have my kid turn out, you know, to be a certain way and then blame it on dad because I don't want to affect him in that way.
0: Mm -hmm. You ever think about that? Yeah. Well, I I sent you something today that I I don't think you would listen to probably yet. Yeah. That I think you need to listen to because it was... I mean, it's fantastic. Maybe you might want to look into the book also. Um, but that was the uh, armchair expert with Deck Shepard, episode two forty one, with Lenore Skenazi. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm saying that right, um, but she wrote the book "Free Range Kids," and she's—I mean, the whole time they're just talking about you know what what you're dealing with and how to overcome, you know, your fears and you know, make sure the kids don't turn out like that, but also not that they don't have a fear of things, but I don't know. It's, I mean, you, you really need to listen to it.
1: Yeah. I'm, I am very excited to, um, you know, post up in bed tonight and kind of listen to it as I lay there and have uh, some quiet time. And, um, I think that one of the things that rang true when you sent that the first that, cause I started listening to the beginning of it kind of fast forward to a couple of little tiny things here and there. And the first thing I was brought back to was the idea that we talked about last time, which is I don't want to be around other people like other kids, parents, like that's just like stressful. Mm-hmm. Like that's a commitment. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like time that I don't feel like I have. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, I mean, that was the thing about the zoo yesterday. It's like five and a half hours, six hours. I can't take six hours out of <laughs> one week, you know, to to spend with the family. Do I mean we do that on Sundays, but in a different way. It's not usually an activity like that. So that's what's really important. And you know, having Melissa's and I's friend over here with their, you know, her two kids. Um I don't know, it's like I like that. It I don't I didn't have to spend any time today, but like making new friends and stuff like that, like there's just so much that goes into that and that's my own thing, that's not Mateo's
0: thing and it shouldn't affect him. Sure. I mean, and you can let the kids do all the heavy lifting on that. It's not like you need to you know, make some kind of crazy effort to be friends with the parent. You guys can just I don't know. I don't I don't know what I'm trying to say, but
1: yeah, I think at this you age don't you don't have that, to force like, anything. Like, like at this age, it's so much different. Like at you know ten, ten years old, sure, yeah, no big deal. But like, I'm not going to drop my two year old off with a, you know, a
0: stranger. But yeah, and that's I don't think that has as much to do with the helicoptering. Um, but she like towards the end, like she's throwing out like stats and stuff about, you know, helicopter parenting and. So th- this one thing that she said she she asked a question to Monica cuz Dex already knew the answer. Um you know people are worried about their kids playing outside and like something's going to happen to them something's going to take them, right? So she asked the question and this is like a statistic that they've researched how how long would you need your kid uh how long would you have to leave your kid outside playing by themselves? For it to become a statistic, probability that they would be kidnapped by someone, by a stranger.
1: I don't know. I feel like I'm going to go with the opposite of what my initial re- re- response would be, and I would say a half hour. I would Seven, I, My gut it's, tells it's, me like four hours, but like I would say less. Wait, like the it's obviously no. a statistic for a reason.
0: So twenty-eight minutes. Seven hundred and fifty thousand years. I don't know. Why? Because that's how, that's how infrequently it happens. It's just like buying a winning lottery ticket. Like there isn't enough time in the world for you to it, like, it could happen, but statistically the chances of it happening are insanely Like, well, maybe the reason why it's unlikely is because
1: a lot of parents don't just let their kids run around outside.
0: don't think that's what it's based on
1: well how do you know what how are you correlating that you're gonna have to listen to it okay okay i'll listen to it i'm not saying i'm not going to listen to it i'm just saying that that sounds a little ridiculous
0: even for a it is it's a a recovering helicopter parent um it said you know stuff happening to your kid is like way way more likely just to happen from someone that they know and teaching teaching kids stranger danger is is counterproductive. I the, yeah, I saw that part of the description on the thing too. Because um, then, if something happens, then they don't even want to go to a like a different stranger to go ask for help, right? Um, and she teaches, you now, you know, instead of stranger danger, there's three R's. But you'll you can check it out. I, I'm I'm tempted to buy this book. Can I ask you a personal question, by the way? No. Are you
1: really good at like listening to something in the background while working? Because like. When you sent that to me, I was like like I said, I like I played a little bit of it, I skipped a little ahead, skipped a little ahead again, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to listen to this later. Like I can't physically listen to something and pay attention to it and like do something else at the same time. Are you able to do that?
0: I mean, there's there's specific things that I'll listen to when I know that I can retain more stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's other things that I'll throw on. Like I'm always listening to something or watching something. I actually talked about how do I talked about concentrate? I talked about this with my counselor this week, um and I asked her is that like an a d h d thing like if if I have something else to focus on, does that make it easier to then also focus on this? And she's like, yeah, actually, for some people with a d h d that that's exactly correct hmm. and she said she's actually the same way, like she puts on um, you know just some t v show that she's seen a million times because there's this other thing for then her to focus on rather than you know grabbing a phone or something like you're working or you're looking at this but you're still getting distracted not just no no just just having something going on in the background helps me focus on what I'm doing
1: you're never looking at what that thing is or but
0: occasionally I will if it like if it's something that I have watched a million times and I hear like a part coming up that I like oh well turn my head or whatever but I'm not ever just like Staring at it, I could. I, uh, I don't know. And most of the time, it's um, like I'll, I'll have something on TV here when I'm doing like dishes or something. If I'm at work, it's always podcasts.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But there's there's certain podcasts that I'll listen to at like during certain activities.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I have to be like hyper focused in order to get anything done. Yeah. Um, what else? What else?
0: I don't know. Did you already bring up... You said you had a topic for today. That was my topic. <clears throat> what was it? <laughs> the idea that I don't want to be influencing
1: my child in a way that uh, correlates to how social they'll be mm-hmm. because I have social inadequacies and those social inadequacies should not allow... Or should not be allowed to enter into my relationship with my mm-hmm. child as I'm watching my child or having my child interact with other children. So my social inadequacies can be a problem sometimes.
0: Mm-hmm. She, I think she, um, I think this Lenore Scanzzi. I think she might have a podcast also. She said it was, she, she gets like 500 listens or, or that's like a good week or whatever. Um, I feel like if we wanted to, we, we could probably get her on.
1: Yeah, I would love to learn more about how I... Like, I can't... My biggest problem with this issue in my life is that I can't find anything online about it because I don't know how to Google that. Like, my, like what I put into Google the first thing was my social inadequacies while raising children. And everything was basically, like, social withdrawal and eight reasons parents fail to love their kids and, like, you know it was not helpful at all.
0: Honestly, like, I think Google, if you just Google her name, she's like, she blogs. I'm sure she has YouTube videos. She had a TV show at one time that you can find episodes of somewhere where she went and like dealt with parents. Like, I, I think this is the person you want to be following.
1: Okay. I'll have to look at the, um,
0: the thing that you sent me. Um, Tyler from our patron group asked about sleep regression. Hmm. Yeah. have been dealing yeah, with that for a little while now, knock on came, wood. Came up last week. I, I with Ford, I can't tell if it's if it's sleep regression or if it's because it's so inconsistent, I can't even figure it out. Um but yeah, definitely with Bo and Quinn there was periods of sleep regression. It's like this is something we talked about right from the beginning. Like right when you think you're in a groove and a rhythm, that's when something like sleep regression happens.
1: Yeah, I mean, it happens, you know, for most babies, though, at certain intervals, like eight weeks, four, four months, eight months, and <laughs> one year, mm. and, or like a little over one year. And I think that it's all about the the way to get, you're, you're going to have to just deal with it. I mean, mm. it just yeah, sucks, you, right? Yeah, it's, it's the but worst, but you got to power if through. A, if you're able to, to sleep train, okay, um if you're able to sleep train, the sleep training helps a lot because a baby's sleep cycle is, you know, basically the first 10 minutes they're trying to fall asleep. The next 10 to 20 minutes they're getting deeper into sleep. That 20 to 30 minutes after that is, or in like the 20 to 30 minute phase, they're sleeping, sleeping. Like you cannot wake them up unless it's Mm -hmm. like something huge. And then, you know, 30 to 40 minutes, they're coming out of that heavy sleep and they're going to a light sleep. And then for the last hour, the you know, last 10 minutes of the hour, they're going into light sleep again, and then they cycle back through. Mm-hmm. So if something interrupts, if you know that going into your, into a sleep regression, you're able to uh, basically help with maintaining their sleep cycle as best as possible and sleep train that much easier. And the other thing that is that to consider, and I don't know, um, like, you know, at what age his child is at, but, like, I imagine that at some point there's going to be teething involved. Like, that's what Solomon's going through right now. He just turned turned seven months old. Yeah, so that's, like, you know, teething age 101. So there's other things that could be going on where it's not just a sleep regression, because sleep regression is, you know,
0: pretty clearly defined there could be other things like teething and Yeah I found a lot of most of the time it it seemed like it was teething like you you look at the gums and you're going to see some red spots and, and those teeth are coming in Right Um and there's there's nothing like there's nothing that helps teeth coming there really isn't like for specific babies But just
1: remember in that 6 to 9 months you know a lot of nine. a lot of kids um are still only sleeping like in 4 to 5 hour stretches mm mm-hmm. Mhm now again, if you if you can sleep train and get baby's sleep cycle, you know, into a rhythm, right? Then you, you're gonna be better off. But most babies six between six and nine months old are still waking up, you know, pretty commonly, and night feeds are still a common thing. Um, I think that like. I forget what age they I think that they upped the recommendation to like a year for sleeping in the same room to like avoid SIDS. Really? But I mean most parents are transitioning out of the out of that and into the bed. One thing that I will say is that if anyone is having um you know, any sort of sleep problems with their with their like, you know, infant, um we got this like it's like um you like, he clips in right here. It like It's like a onesie almost or something. It's like just a big sack, right? Mm-hmm. And it's got this weight right in the middle, like right on the chest. It's filled with like little beads or something. And it's a little heavy, right? Not terribly heavy, but heavy enough where there's a little bit of pressure in the middle of the chest. That was a lifesaver. I mean, just having that alone got Solomon into a 12-hour you know sleep thing going on. So he'll go to bed 11 or 12 hours now. Um he'll go to bed at like 7:30 and he won't wake up till 7:30. I mean he wakes up throughout the night but he doesn't need anything. Mm. Um and that weighted thing in the middle of I forget what Melissa called that. Um
0: I'll have to look that up on Amazon and let everybody know what that was, but it was freaking yeah. awesome. My my worry was something like that was always well then what happens when we can't use it anymore and he's used to having that to fall asleep. It it only takes a day or two
1: to, mm-hmm. to transition. I mean, it's it's so quick because it's a it's not so heavy that it's like oh my gosh, you know. It's it's heavy enough but light enough where it's an easy transition out of that. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm I'm all for it. I mean, if there's one thing that our kids do really well and what we've done as parents really well is bedtime routines sleeping i mean mateo still sleeps i mean knock on wood but like 12 hours sometimes 13 hours he's sleeping you know he'll sleep until 9 30 sometimes and it's like damn like where's is, where's is this kid from like none of my other friends are having that experience mm-hmm. so i mean that's huge if you ask me i can't <laughs> find where that thing is though i forgot what they call it do your kids play with toys in the bath, by the way? Yeah. What kind of toys do they play with?
0: Um, it's tough. I feel like I cycle them. I don't know. Like we'd get those bath toys that are like this, this you know the the rubber like squeaky ones. Uh-huh. Then those get like mildewy and stuff so quick. So I got rid of those, and then I've just been putting in whatever like toys I have, like, figures that are, that don't have any moving pieces. You know, they're just, like, one solid, like, rubber piece.
1: mm mm-hmm.
0: um, So that's really all I put in there. And, like, cups. They like just cups. They can pour water into other cups and on themselves and on each other. Bull and Quinn are, they, they take baths together. Have you ever done all three? No, because he, he can't sit up yet. Another two are too crazy.
1: It's such a relief that Solomon's starting to sit up on his own. Like, he chilled on the couch with me the last couple nights. Mm-hmm. Just chewing on this teething thing. And it's like, phew! don't have to, like, worry about, like, holding him all the time now. Like, I like
0: holding him and stuff. But mm-hmm. it was, it's tough sometimes, you know. Yeah, I just pulled out the uh, the walker to clean it up just cuz forty likes he loves standing up every time oh. i hold him and like put him on my lap he likes straightening out his his legs so i just figured that's just another way to another place to put him that he's going to enjoy man we buy way too much stuff on amazon dude this is ridiculous yeah i mean we get packages like every day why are we doing this to ourselves i don't know especially with me and Melissa being minimalist podcast listeners. I know. Like, <laughs> what is wrong with the two of you? <laughs> um, I've been doing pretty well, though. I've just, I've, I've made a few purchases of, well, I got, I I just ordered my Allbirds will be here this weekend, my boots for the winter. I got to get still. I ordered two pairs of, of nice pants to have. Mm-hmm. and two hooded sweatshirts. So I can just, I just want to get rid of like everything else that I have. Mm. I don't know.
1: Man, I like there. This is the craziest part about the whole thing. Like I legit am like 15 pages in and I still don't see anything. And I, this is just like 2019. Oh, you are looking at your orders?
0: Yeah. Like there's so many here. Yeah, I was just doing that the other day. This is disgusting. Oh, man. Does, did Nice One Dad cease to exist here? What the hell? It was NiceOneDad.com, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Come on. Are you looking for jokes? I was going to pull yeah. it up and be like, do, do one joke and it's it's not there anymore. Well, that was short-lived. Jesus. I don't even know if it was a new
1: site. Well nice apparently one. you overloaded their site and crashed it by all the listeners that we have. Some marble cake would be great. Do you like
0: marble cake? No, oh, this is a site from at least 2014. And it's it's gone. What did we do to <laughs> niceone
1: dad.com? What did you do to niceone dad.com? Oh, I got dad. it. Here it is. 37.99. It's called the nested bean zensack. And it's gently weighted sleep sacks, babies zero to six months. My children are smaller on the smaller side, so probably was okay that we were using it up until a little over six months. Um, 100% cotton. They probably have other versions of this too, but um, they have a six to 15 month one. Oh, maybe that's what the bigger one is that Melissa got. But anyway, it's got this little bean in the thing in the middle and it's just fantastic. So if you're looking for something awesome, you know, nested bean Zensack, 38 bucks on Amazon. It's a prime thing. Make it happen. I, you, thanks for this exercise in finding something. Because now I just bought two other things that I noticed that I don't have anymore.
0: Just now you bought something?
1: I bought two things.
0: I'm a horrible, dude
1: i I will in my defense though I have not bought anything on Amazon in a really long time. It's all Melissa and it's mm. all kid stuff. I mean that's crazy um, so how have things been going with um your counselor? It seems like you're uh you're in a better better
0: frame of mind oh yeah, they're great i uh yeah Still have we're, better help yeah. Um, yeah, I, I should probably be, cause I was scheduling them like every two weeks or every three weeks, but I'm paying so goddamn much for it. I, I need to be using it more. And and she even said like, cause she's trying to help me out with like getting my like scheduling stuff correct in my nighttime routine so I can sleep better. Um, she's giving me a lot of good book recommendations, mm. um, so she's like, if you need to check in with me like more often, we can do that. And I'm not gonna like yell at you for for not doing something, but it might just give you the push you need. Which is probably true. Um But yeah, things things are going really well. I, I really enjoy it. Well, I'm happy for you. What else? Forty five, forty six minutes, a little bit less than that. Um well, can I just tell you
1: something <clears throat> I'm PO'd about. What? So um, you know, a lot of us are kind of almost small business owners of sorts um, when we're in the event industry. And uh, it doesn't matter if you're in the event industry, the travel industry, the entertainment business, um, massive layoffs are coming in the next couple of days, I feel like, because um, Congress has failed to put together a relief package. And um, I'm really just kind of PO'd about all this stuff from last night this this horrible debate, you know, you have ineffective Congress, you know, that are politicizing this kind of stuff. And we're all sitting here and with our lives at stake, right? Our livelihoods at stake and people are doing things right now that are just so polarizing. Mm -hmm. And I just don't get the idea that me disagreeing with you about one thing or two things or three things how that makes us so much fundamentally different that we're ruining, you know, friendships and we're defriending people on Facebook and that we're, we're, you know, politicizing relief because of a pandemic, right? Um, I guess there's something about this whole thing that just seems so off. And I don't agree with you on everything and you don't agree with me on everything and that's fine. We're not sitting here though, like, you know, not doing a podcast because you believe something, you know, one small thing differently than me,
0: Mm. small
1: things differently. I'm just so tired of this crap. and I don't understand why we have to be like, Oh, well this guy sucks or that guy sucks. Like, Hey, look, we, I think we both realize they both suck. And I think we both realize that there's a lot of people that suck (laughs) and, and we're all paying the price. Most of
0: the people suck and the system is broken. It's been broken for a long time. About that. I mean, this sucks. I mean there's nothing that we can do about it. We have thousands of
1: people being laid off at Disneyland tomorrow. Yeah. Thousands. Like that's not just like a few people. And and it's because there's no there's no relief, you know, package, another another relief package and these companies don't feel as if they can survive this and this just sucks. This sucks. And I'm so tired and everybody else should be so tired of this garbage politics stuff that's going on and just being decent to one another and realizing that we're all in this together. Like I thought about this the other day, actually I think it was yesterday, like about how different times were when our grandparents were around, Mm -hmm. right? Like everybody pitched in, it was, you know, America versus the world of of sorts, right? Not Mm -hmm. literally, but, you know, it was like we came together as you know neighbors and as a community, and we sacrificed, and that kind of stuff would never happen today because everybody's so self
0: interested. Yeah, but but also the <laughs> they weren't exactly the most uh, socially um, progressive back then, so those weren't even issues like the, those weren't issues that that we're talking about today and and the biggest issues were like finance and or you know the economy stuff like that like how how to how to handle that like that was the things that the government was talking about or how to handle like foreign affairs that was it
1: that changed really I mean honestly, like we're still debating the same things, yeah, so it's like
0: I said this a very long time ago, I think this was um. After after George W. Bush, I was like, it doesn't matter which of these guys. Who was it then? It was um, Obama and was it McCain? McCain. It's like it doesn't matter which of these guys wins. Nothing is going to change. Right. The same. I mean, that whole eight years, nothing changed really. Nothing substantial besides like. Well, um, I don't know. I mean, uh, Affordable Care Act.
1: There's two. There's two sides to that to that statement, and neither of them are you know accurately depict the situation it's just yeah well
0: i mean but in the last like things are changing now but also chaos and creating um like fear-mongering is is it serves one of these people a lot more so you know instead of trying to unite people and saying hey i can can fix this what?
1: No, dude. Fear mongering goes both ways, and 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 all everything you're talking about goes both ways, and that's the problem. The problem is, is that both are doing the same thing, and and it's literally, it's not even a push pull. It's literally just. I know. Like, it's.
0: I mean, it, it it has been happening both ways for you know at least the last twenty years. Like especially with George W. Bush, there was a ton of fear mongering. Not there wasn't a bunch. I don't remember it with Clinton, but the extent that it's happening right now is not, is so much greater with, with one person in particular.
1: No, I don't, I don't agree with more, uh, more than one person in particular. How can you say that when there's clearly, I mean, you talk, I mean, if you watch the debate last night, like Biden is talking about, and again, I don't want to be political about this. I'm just talking about, you know, commonality in, in our neighbors. Right. But, both sides are fear conquering. <laughs> you just it's happening. And and that's the that's the issue is that if we just sat down and said, Hey, look, how can we be you know, how can we progress everybody's lives in the United States, you know,
0: let's do that. You know? Yeah, but and- well, one one person is also saying that, one person isn't saying that. One person is creating more of a divide because it serves him better. That's what I'm trying to say.
1: I mean, I, I I see it differently, but, but you know, that's, um, I'm not going to say that what you just said is incorrect, but I do see it happening both sides. And I don't, I don't like either. I think a lot of people are in this boat. I, nobody that I've talked to like likes either side and, um, I just feel like it's not about going out and yes, it's about going out and voting and stuff like that, blah. blah, blah. probably nothing's going to change from that, but like, I think, yeah. let's just start being <laughs> and thinking about things, um, a little bit less polarized
0: and a lot more. Well, yeah. There, there needs to be sweeping change and uh, the two party I mean, system. Yeah. Um, we need to put term limits on senators and governors, or whoever needs it. I mean, it's ridiculous. These people have been doing this stuff for forty years, and it's like nothing has changed dramatically. Well, except I mean, except for the except for the divide getting larger and larger between the two parties. I mean, if you talked
1: to somebody that's you know part of the LGBTQ community, I think that they would feel differently
0: thirty years ago. Versus now well, I mean that's if, that's eight years ago versus now because Obama uh, was I agree with you. was uh you know not pro if, if you
1: marriage. Talk to somebody if you talk to somebody in a lot of you know things there has been progress, but all it's done is further divide everybody, and my point is, Eric, is that if we all looked at each other as more common than what we really like we are all the same. You know, um, to me, that helps out a lot because I was talking with a family member of mine about a very hot button issue, and this person was very, very adamantly against something. I'm not going to say what. I'm not going to say who it was. They were against something, and that's fine, but don't allow that to be the entirety of your existence. You know what I mean? The idea that that can dictate every one of your decisions is like, okay, come on. Seriously, you know, there's so many things that are on the table, and
0: yeah, so much in common. Especially in this election, there's you should not be a a one-issue voter. Yeah, there's there's just too much. There's too much at risk here.
1: No, I no,
0: I hate that too.
1: (laughs) I I just there's not there's not. It's like we we're all we're all more. We all have more in common than we believe. And, you know, great. You know, you don't like guns or you don't like this or you don't like that. Like, fine. Just don't let that dictate, like, how you live your life, like, and how you, you know, what signs you put in in your front yard and stuff like that. Like, it's just so silly because there's so much positive direction that we can head in. And none of us are um, allowing that to happen. Because we get to be so one-sided about
0: things, so I just—that was my rant for the week. I hate that. All right. Well, this reminds me. Uh, go leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts, um, especially following our political conversation here. Um, we want to hear what you think. <laughs> what you? <reading. laughs> um, I want th- to come up. I mean, I, yeah. I want I I just want that guy to come back. I, I miss him. I want to know where he is. I want to know how he's doing. I want an update review from him. Even if it's one star, I'd like to hear from him again.
1: Maybe he should message us on Instagram.
0: <coughs> he probably shouldn't. Um, okay. What was I going to say? No, never mind. Um, you have a book? Yeah. Dude, I came prepared today. Which sound do I do today? I don't know what these sounds are. What was that? A lightsaber. Was it? I don't yeah. like that. Hold on. What was that? Has R two D two? Was it? Uh, woo-hoo! or was it something else? <laughs> was it beep, beep, beep. <laughs> beep. That was somebody getting electrocuted. Oh. Oh, was that the um, uh, the scream like the scream that's in every movie? Yeah. The Wilhelm scream. Yeah. Okay. Books and looks. Uh, so this free means, range kids by whatever her name was. Yeah, but what about my book? I know. I'm just kidding. Oh, okay.
1: Um, so this is actually part of a frequently bought together series of books. Um, the author's name is Joyce Wan, and uh, Joyce wrote how a you book. Spelled, how do you spell Wan? W A N. And um, the book that I'm recommending tonight is The Bear in My Bed. Um, This being a zoo-themed episode, I thought, what better way than to commemorate that with a, a little story about when a little boy goes into his bedroom one afternoon and finds out that his bed is already occupied by a bear who's not his teddy bear. The bear makes a mess with toys, splashes water around the bathtub, and eats books instead of reading them, not to mention that he doesn't know how to brush his teeth or wear pajamas. And how is anyone supposed to get any sleep with a bear taking up the whole bed? It's a great book. These are $9 cool-looking
0: cool looking
1: books. I love the illustration. Um, there's also a couple of other bear, books. In my bear in my little bed dragon.
0: It reminds me of, um, what's the TV show? Uh, where, where Bears? Where... Wee bear bears. Yeah, have you seen We Wee Bear Bears? No. Oh, you should watch Wee Bear Bears. It's pretty great. What about the Bernstein Bears? Bernstein Bears? The Bernstein or the Bernstein? Bernstein? Is that a is that a um, a, a
1: paradox of,
0: of time? That's um with the Mandela effect um uh, we bear bears is is about three bears a polar bear a panda bear and and a grizzly bear and it's voiced by Dimitri martin bobby Moynihan, and eric edelston pretty great but the the illustrations in the bear in my bed look similar to the cartoon Well,
1: I'll have to check it out. Um, check this book out for nine ninety nine. You can also check out my lucky little dragon and uh, you and uh, you are my merry little Christmas.
0: Um, what do you think about Joyce Wan there? She's Joyce Wan. She looks like a Joyce Wan. Any any uh, critiques? No. She's quite the author here. Do you see how many books she has? A lot of has? books, yeah. And that, the bookshelf thing.
1: Damn. <clears> There's <throat> a lot of freaking books.
0: Yeah, but these, how do you get into this? Because I feel like this this can't be hard.
1: I feel like I want to get Joyce Wan on our podcast. I want to reach out. Kiwi and Pear.
0: I think she's too big for us. No. Joyce is going to hang out with us. I mean, she's doing Scholastic Book Club YouTube videos.
1: Joyce one if she has a check mark next to her name then there she is. Oh, she definitely does.
0: She doesn't have a check mark, dude. Oh, she doesn't have a check mark. Oh, she only has a, a 12 um 800 it, more followers than me. Yeah, he's
1: yeah, this is this is fine.
0: I'm going to invite Joyce on our podcast right now. Yeah. Oh, this looks like a good one. The big the great poop party. You should Where's check that? out this book. Um do that, that next her? week. No, it's somebody else, but she was advertising it on her Twitter. The Great Big Poop Party. That'll be next week. Spoiler alert. I can't wait to read that one. Yeah, me too.
1: Wait, I, I actually that's actually a really good idea. What is it? What is it called? The Great Big Poop Party? Yep. Oh, check this one out because this is definitely a book I can get behind right now for potty training. Is it a potty training book? I don't know, but it sounds like it, doesn't it? When Ju- when Julian's big birthday was coming up, his parents made a big announcement. You can have any party theme you want this year. Superheroes, skateboards, dogs, and anything. The choice is yours. Julian didn't even need to think about it. <laughs> poop poop he declared, "It's nice. going to be a poop party." And then the story goes on from there.
0: Oh, I love this kid already. I love this kid too. This sounds like a true story. I I feel like people sent me, um, sent me like a news article about a kid having a poop theme party.
1: Well, then there you go.
0: Just because I'm so entrenched in the world of poop. Okay. Well,
1: anyway, um, <clears throat> messaging Joyce here and, um, and Lenore.
0: Maybe we'll have her on a. One of the podcasts soon. And Lenore Skinazzi. And my uh, um, I was talking to my buddy Min Koo, who is keeping us at the top of the charts in South Korea. Um, nice. Thank you very much, South Korea. I, I asked him if he would want to come on in the next couple of weeks here. So would it would be amazing. It would be 10 a.m. for him. He's like, I'm down. So I'll try and have uh, my friend Min Koo on. Um Patreon.com slash new dad and we read some questions from the patron group. Tyler was in there commenting along with us. Um, yeah. Hey, Eric, how do people um, get a discount code for Manscaped? NDND20. We should put that on Honey again. <laughs> hey. Um, they're not, I mean, they're not officially a sponsor. They they sent us some things and we did a few commercials. and but, don't have to call uh, me out. Discount code is still good. I believe someone in our patron group used it last week. Um, And I think I also said that last week. Uh, At New Dad, new Dad, at the Bearded DJ, at Dustin on the Road. What else?
1: Uh, LeBron James is going into his millionth finals with the NBA. Um, I just thought that was... I want to give a shout-out to LeBron James. Yeah, I, uh, uh,
0: I I hope he wins. And I hope they don't put an asterisk by this championship. He he left
1: Cleveland to go to Miami, then came back to Cleveland, then went to L.A. And L.A. and Miami are in the finals. I just find that to be a really interesting storyline. Probably be interesting, more interesting
0: if it was Cleveland.
1: <laughs> but that's never going to happen.
0: Um, but he'll, he'll come back here eventually when we draft Bronny.
1: Oh, you think that's going to happen?
0: Sure. No. He's sticking around until Bronny's in the league. Yeah, definitely, 100%. And he's going to go to whatever team has Bronny. Oh no way. It's 100 you want to make a bet? I that would be a long shot. I know. Let's make a bet. Let's make a nice big bet.
1: I don't want to bet anything on that.
0: Why? I ain't playing. Come on. Let's 100 up 100 bucks. I don't make it bets anymore. 100 bucks. LeBron and Bronny will play on the same NBA team. Not doing it. Why? I didn't
1: know this. Who's... i to bring up another topic, but I'll talk to you about this offline. All right, whatever. Okay, Eric. Well, you know what they say. Be a dad. Be a real dad. Read a book to your kids. <laughs> Bye-bye.
0: Bye. Did you hear... The-